Hallelujah. Well, good morning, TGP. Good morning to those who are joining us online. Praise the name of the Lord. It should be obvious, but... Uh, hey. Glory to your name, Jesus. Yes. Your church cries out to you, Jesus. I'm so glad you came today. I'm so glad you joined us online. God is a good God. And my hope and my trust is in him and in his word. And so we're going to break into his word today. Is that okay? That we break into the word of the Lord. Before we do that, I want to let you know again, perhaps first time here, that we love to worship. It's obvious. We love to worship God. And we desire to be led by the Holy Spirit. So some days we go for 30 minutes. Some days we go for 51 minutes like we did today. So we just want to be people led by the Spirit of God. He ministers to our soul. God is such a gracious God. Such a gracious God. Such a gracious God. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. So good, so good, so good, so, so good. We have a variety of ways that you can celebrate with us in our giving. You can do it online, as many of you have been doing. You can put in the mail. You can text, I believe, or email it. Probably should have Megan up here. I'm probably messing this thing up, but. If you want to give, we'll make a way for you to give. Amen? And if you're here, we have envelopes in the back. So anytime during the service, you can go ahead and receive an envelope, and you can put it in the basket in the back. If you haven't done that on your way in, you can do that anytime during the remainder of your time with us, as you do want to celebrate and honor the Lord and help us to continue what God is doing in this house. And I truly believe that we're in a sweet moment. We're in a we're in a divine moment. We're, we're in a moment of where the Father wants his will to be accomplished in the earth. And so as you continue to give, you help us to do that as we continue to serve people, demonstrate faith, and ultimately to watch the Holy Spirit transform lives. How many of you know by now that it's the only, only the Holy Spirit that can transform a life? Only the Holy Spirit. So those who are looking with their eyes open, we get the opportunity to partner with the Holy Spirit and the privilege, or I should say the opportunity to work with the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in people's lives. That is, that is something that is uh, available to the church. So we thank God and we have the honor of doing that in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you ready for the word this morning? So much confirmation has taken place. Again, to all the fathers, happy Father's Day. If you're a father, won't you just raise your hands? Come on, if you're a father, adopted, 
biological, spiritual, adopted. Amen. Come on, keep that hand up. Amen. Praise God. We love you. We thank you so much. And I believe that this word is a word from the Holy Spirit to all of us, but I believe specifically to fathers. It's for all of us. And you know me as pastor. It's, um, I, I, I seek to be led by the Holy Spirit to bring a word. And I often tell Megan, I said, but it's, it's this day. And she goes, I love my wife. She says, just preach what God tells you, man. And I'm like, now, she says a little bit firmer than that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm making it G-rated for us here, you know, but she typically said, now, listen, you better preach. You know what I mean? What God tells you to preach. And uh, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Uh, let's go to the book of John, chapter number five. If we're going to deal with Father's Day and deal with the heart of a father, and if we're going to look at what God is doing prophetically in, in, in the time that we're living in, the current time we're living in, I think one of the great people to look at is John, John, the only apostle that actually gives himself some praise. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus' favorite. Now, you've got to be bold to be able to tell Jesus, to tell the other disciples, when you've got a Peter in your midst, that I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. And so, so therefore, we're going to look at John chapter 5, a very interesting text. If you're familiar with your word, in John chapter 5, we're going to begin in verse 16 to 17. Time will not afford for me to begin the entire text in its context. So I trust that as you labor in this text, the remainder of this week or even today, when you leave here, that you will go ahead and start from verse number one of John chapter five to get the context of the text. And so I will be extracting from a conversation based on the move of God. If you truly want to connect with people, connect with them on the level after a move of God. Because when it's a move of God, you find unity. So a move of God will always reveal the heart of God. God is strategic. He does everything by design, and by purpose. Can we praise God for that? Now, we often do things by design, but maybe not by purpose, so we can abuse something we've designed. I'll say that again. We can move by design, but if we don't know purpose, we can abuse that which we have designed, but not God, because God not only designs, God also purposes. And so because there is a God who designs, a God who purposes, when he moves, we can begin the conversation based on his movement because God's move is God's heart. That's a great thing to write down. Those who are online, write that down for the people who are watching online because when God moves, he moves and he reveals his heart. And so that's why we continue to say, God, move in this place. Move at my workplace. Move in my family. Move in me, God. Move in my finance. For as you know, everything is, has its origin in Genesis, right? And the Spirit of God moved come on, on the face of the deep. Until the Lord shall call me home, every moment, every opportunity I get, I will go back to the first three chapters of Genesis. For only God, the true Elohim, the, 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 
the all-sufficient one, the one who doesn't need anything to exist. That God said in the beginning, God introduces himself. He's about to move with both design and purpose. And so in John chapter 5, we see the fulfillment of that here. Because a miracle is a move of God. A miracle is God superseding the laws of man to bring his will into operation. And so in our text, we begin at verse 16 and 17. And and, and it says, and this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus. Because they witnessed a move of God, they were persecuting the one who God used to bring the move. And so oftentimes we don't ask for a move because we don't want to be persecuted. But how can we stay silent when a world is asking and looking for a move of God? They're looking for the miracle worker. And so John tells us this is the reason why Jesus was in trouble. He was in trouble because somebody who has been sick for 30 plus years, and and we believe that time heals, but it doesn't. I hate to break that to you, but it doesn't because I can, in an instant, bring up a story that can cause you to go back to that memory. And the enemy loves to dig up our past. Mm -hmm, He sure does. And so here it is now that for, for, for this length of time, this individual was asking when there was a move that somebody would help him get involved with the move. If we read the text, if we read the text, he said, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. When it's stirred up. And, and, so, and so in the context of this time, they believed that, 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 that there was something, something magical. There was something divine, perhaps. There was something that was out of their realm of sight that was happening. And whenever it happened, the people who stepped in, they received, quote unquote, a move. But, but, but not this person. No, no, no. This person, the, the issue was deeper than a man-made move. Uh, this issue required something bigger, something better, something more bold. This particular situation required God himself. And so John, who picked seven miracles to let us know that we can believe in Jesus, chose this one to let us know that when there's a move of God, we see the heart of God. And so the reason why they were upset was not just because someone got healed, but because they were messing with their structure. That, that, that this was on the Sabbath, and, and you don't do those things on the Sabbath. Stay sick. Don't break the rules. And so here we see that, that Jesus is saying, when somebody needs a move of God, God removes every obstacle in the way to get to them. Can somebody say amen? Because there were times in your life that there were obstacles holding you back from a move of God. But thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph, that he broke through says, you're more valuable to me. But Jesus answered them, my father is working until now. Oh, my goodness. Man, I don't feel like my hair is growing back just from preaching this message right here. My goodness, like Samson, my hair is growing back. Come on. So Jesus answered them. 
My father, ooh, come on, is doing what? He's working until now. And so because the father is working and I'm his child, then I am working. And so what are we working to do? Great question. What we are working to do is to communicate the heart of the Father. So when we speak up to any and all issues, we must recognize then that if our message takes away from Jesus, it's not the heart of the Father. Because we see that there was no one who was able to help this individual. But here it is now that Jesus responds to the critic. He responds to their reason why they persecuted him. And he says, my father is working. And so if my father is working and I'm his child, therefore then I must be working. So the first thing is this. is When you speak, speak with the heart of the father. Speak with the heart. Of the Father. So we go down in John chapter 5 now, verse 19 to 20. And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son cannot do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. He goes on and says, He says, For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. So, really, then, what the heart of the Father is to the church. Because we are the body of Christ. He wants to know. And so if our message is clear and consistent. People then. Will be able to know. The heart of the father. If that is what we are sharing. If that is what we're speaking. Because he says. I can do nothing of my own account. This is Jesus. This is the one that we said. There's only one perfect person. Jesus. Over this side. This is Jesus. It's in red. And Jesus said, I can do nothing unless my father tells me to do it. So I have a choice. I'm going to be listening to the father all the time. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. For what the father does, that the son does likewise. And here it is, verse 20. For the father loves the son And shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. If you think this was something, wait till you see the resurrection. Ooh, good God Almighty. And so what the Father is saying to us as a nation, we must be living by the power of Of the resurrection. Because though he healed this man. Though he healed throughout the scriptures. The greatest thing that we need to speak up about is this. The father's love for us that he wants to spend the rest of his life with us. Good God Almighty. That he's saying the resurrection is something that must be spoken about. Because it reveals the heart of the father. Here's what he shared with me. This is so cool. He says, Ro, I don't love you because of you. God, that's kind of mean. I mean, I got my fly suit on. What do you you mean? He says, I don't love you because of you. 
So I know we tell other people, God loves everything like that, but we're missing the main component of it, right? We're not telling them the full truth, the whole truth, not, so I mean, God, nothing but, but the truth. Listen, God loves you because of Jesus. Ooh, I'm breaking down some religious mindsets right now. He loves us because of Jesus, because Jesus did what the Father told him to do. He was the perfect sacrifice. It was because of Jesus we now have access back to the Father. So how can you have a relationship with God and not involve Jesus? It's not because we're trying to diss any other religion. It's just that this is what makes sense. Come on, think about it. Jesus is who the Father loves. And everything he did was because of Jesus. So the best thing I can do for you is to do what Jesus did. Because that's reminding you of how God loves you. So anything outside of Jesus is my opinion. And based on your ability to love me, you'll embrace my opinions. But we're going to deal with that because the Bible tells us when we speak up, there are four things that we see a father does when a father speaks to his child. And so Jesus introduces us into that relationship. And let me move on. Didn't mean to spend as much time on that as I, as I did, but it was worth it anyways. So write this down. Whenever you hear the heart of the father through Jesus, three things manifest. Three things manifest. Remember, he says the father's working, and he says, so I'm working. So there's three things. There's three things. The first one is the authority of Jesus. It's the authority of Jesus. That whenever you're going to speak into someone's life, you have to come with authority. You have to come with authority. And so we see where it says right here, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father's doing. And for, for, what, for whatever the father does, the son does likewise. So Jesus is saying the reason why, the reason why I can do that is because I have authority from the Father. I know the heart of the Father. That's the first thing. The, the second thing is the actions of Jesus. So you can't have actions without authority. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't move without having authority. So we see the authority of Jesus. I am the son of God. And then you see the actions of Jesus, which made them ask them, who gave you the authority? <laughs> but the third thing that we have to look at is this. And so as a father, you're speaking to your children. The first thing is the, the child needs to know that father has the authority. That's the first thing. That speaks of your relationship with your child. Not by force or by fear, but based on birth. Oh, come on. Is that you're saying is this, is that the authority that I have has been delegated to me by God. And so the action I'm taking is because, ready, number three, I'm accountable to God. So Jesus recognized the heart of the Father was through the authority, through the action, and through accountability. He knew if he was going to do the Father's will, he knew if he was going to speak up, that these three things would be the very heartbeat of God that God would look at to see whether he was a perfect sacrifice or not to communicate the heart of the Father. So when you have these three things deep inside of you, fathers, you now can embrace 
conversations of God's moving both in your life and the life of your child. Does that make sense? That as a father, you are looking for the actions of your children to reflect you. Oh, come, come on, come on. Come on, right? And, and so because Danny and Lizzie are my children, if they start acting crazy, I'm like, hey, listen. Um, you're not reflecting your father. If you're not reflecting your father. And so therefore, I've got to remind them of, of who they are. Because I have the authority to do that. And so my actions, because I love them, good God am I. The Bible gives us a great parenting tip. He said, if you're not without discipline, you're not loved. And so he's saying now that what he's doing is this, is that for us to be able to speak up on every and all issues, you have to be able to say these three things are evident in this transaction. That, that these things are, are, are evident. Let me give you an illustration. You see, um, I know it's hard to believe, but at one time, Lizzie really didn't speak. At one time, she just grunted. She, she didn't really speak. And so we were waiting for her to speak up. And so we took her to the doctor, and the doctor said this. When she's ready, she'll talk. He was right on. To the point. So in other words, when we speak up, it's when we're ready. And we're ready to talk when we understand the authority, come on, of Scripture. When we understand the actions of the Holy Spirit. And we realize we're willing to stake our life on what we just said. And if we would do that, if we would look at these being the things that which we would look at, you would experience a move of God that is so powerful that the world would marvel and would come and say, where is this God that you all are serving? I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So here's our challenge is because we have a language barrier. And so what happens is this, and Rabbi Zacharias said this, uh, because he, he, he was born in India, and, 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 so, and so if a tourist person goes to, to India, for example, and, and, and they're English speaking, and they're trying to communicate directions to someone who doesn't understand, it doesn't help to get louder. Speaking louder doesn't communicate any better. There is a communication gap. Because they don't love each other, they just can't understand each other. And so Jesus wants to make sure that when we communicate as fathers, when we communicate as people of God, when we communicate as kingdom people, that we recognize how powerful it is for us to speak up. Demons tremble when we speak up. Come on. And so therefore, because demonic spirits have to bow at the name of Jesus, when we open up our mouth, my God, when we recognize the authority that we have, we must know, God, where is your heart? Where are you moving? Because we know that when you move, we see your heart. So the desire of every parent is to see God move in their child. Because it can make you feel well that I did a good job. 
it makes you get some evidence of, of, oh, my goodness, I'm doing a good job. Now, for a lot of people and a lot of fathers, perhaps you think, oh, my goodness, my child is like this or my child is doing that. And you beat yourself up. But I'm here to tell you, you've got to answer to God. You have to answer to God. And so, and so because, because it's never late, come on, to do the right thing, you, 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 you can always go back and say, listen, uh, listen, listen, this is the mistake. This is what I didn't do right. But I'm going to tell you now, I read the book. I, I, I read the scriptures and, 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 and I recognize now that God's doing a work in your life. I can't see it, but I believe that he's working in your life because that's the God that I serve. And so I'm going to parent you now based on faith that God is working, not on fear on what you're doing. Because I will not give the enemy any more room, oh, come on, to discredit the move of God in your life. Now, I know this is hard because you may think based on the evidence that you're seeing, and it's so hard to look at things and not to be able to say, God, help us. But I'm here to tell you that God is at work. God is moving in our midst. Can somebody just give God a five-second praise break and say, God, you're moving in our midst. You are moving, God. You're moving. You're moving in our midst. And so, is there anybody here that wants to know, then, Pastor, how do I speak then? How, how do I communicate a move of God? How, how do I communicate what's going on in a manner that honors God and honors people? Thank you for asking. Here's the first thing. Speak wisely. The first thing is to speak wisely. Luke 23, verse 8 and 9 says this. Luke 23, verse 8 and 9. Again, another, an, another tremendously potent scripture in Luke 23 verse 8 and 9 because what we see is that Jesus is on trial now and it was a false trial and and he was being accused and and so they bring him to Pilate and Pilate questions him and Pilate recognized now that I don't find no fault in him and so Pilate's now saying how do I what do I do because he hasn't violated anything here and so they're determined to take him out and so now this is okay so Pilate goes okay Oh, I get it. Where are you from? And he tells him where he's from. And he goes, okay, go back to, to Herod's jurisdiction. And so Herod now has to deal with this. And so here he comes now in Luke 23. And this is the context that they're bringing Jesus now to Herod. Because Pilate didn't want to deal with it. And so they just kicked it down the road. And so here is Herod now. And, and what you must understand is that Herod was, was, was given a kingdom he was given a kingdom based on Rome, uh, uh, making it official. And so here it now is, 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 is a child of, of, of Herod the, the Great. And so here he is now. And so he heard about Jesus, but he never really encountered him yet. He heard about Jesus, but he never really encountered him. And so here he is now in, in front of Jesus. And here's what he says. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad. Not because he says, oh, I can get an encounter with God. You have to understand people's motives, right? Come on. So here he was. Now, Jesus was right then. He was very glad for your long desire to see him. Why? Because he heard about him and he was hoping to see some signs done by him. Herod wanted to see a miracle. Didn't want the Messiah. Listen, Jesus didn't fall for the trap. He didn't fall for the threat. He didn't even fall, come on, for the trick. Jesus recognized this. That one of the greatest qualities you can have to speak with authority, to speak with actions, and to speak with accountability is to know when to speak and when not to speak. 
Because if he would have done the magic that Herod wanted, he would have violated what God said he should do. That was the devil himself. Come on. When he was tempted, he said, turn these bread into stone. Use your gifts to perform some magic to sustain you. What he wanted, Herod now, wanted says, do some magic to please me. Come on. So on one hand, we have a devil, come on, that hates every one of us. Come on, he hates every single one of us with passion. And so he now says, use your powers to sustain you. Here it now says, use your powers to entertain me. And so we must not allow the devil or anybody to make us use Jesus for something the Bible says he's not supposed to be used for. Oh, this is good preaching. Thank you, Jesus. Wipe off my bald head. Come on. So we have to speak wisely. So verse 9, so he questioned him at some length. But he made no answer. He made no answer. He's saying, listen, I'm going to speak wisely. And so we say, you won't pressure me to perform because I don't live by a fear-based economy. I don't live based on your whims. No, I am the son of God. I know who I am. And so, therefore, I'm about integrity. And he says, I will not violate. Come on. I will not violate the father. Why? Because I am accountable to God. That is so good. But he made no answer. He made no answer. First thing, speak wisely. Okay, now you have to speak. So here's the second thing. Ready for this? Speak carefully. Speak carefully. The King James calls it, don't use idle tongue or idle language. That's the King James. Idle. I-D-L-E. And so Matthew 12, 36 and verse 37, he says this now. He says, remember, remember now, remember, you understand, you understand the authority that you have. You understand the actions that you're taking. You understand that you're accountable to God now. And so therefore, if I see people want me to operate in superstition, I'm not going to do it. That's not the Jesus I serve in the Bible. Come on, because people, listen, in the last days are going to come and perform all kinds of miracles. And they're going to deceive the elect to think that's Jesus. And if we don't understand truth, come on, from fiction, we're going to be deceived. And we're going to say there is Jesus when Jesus says, I'm not there. That's not a move of God. That's the move of the enemy. So he's saying, speak wisely. Know, know who Jesus is. And when you know who he is, speak carefully. And so in verse 36 is Matthew chapter 12. He says this, I tell you on that day of judgment, verse 36, people will give account for every careless, that's the English standard version, word they speak. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. You see, I love to talk. Hence my profession. But there are times where I've got to close my mouth and wait till I see the Father's heart before I speak because there is coming a day of judgment where I have to give an account for every careless. This word careless also means a useless word. It served no purpose. It served no purpose. We are the body of Christ and we have authority. Come on. And so we want to make sure that we speak with things. It's like raising our children. Don't tell them something you're not going to follow through with. You confuse them. You confuse them. And so they're saying, here, listen, speak carefully. Understand the full story. Come on. Spend some time hearing the experience. Come on. 
Take time to be able to say, tell me how you feel about it. I'm going to address the wound, but I got to hear your story first. It's one thing that we have on our wall. People thrive in a safe place. But can they get to a place where it's a safe space? And so what people need to recognize is a safe space is where I'm not going to speak until you finally told me everything. That I've got the patience to hear your experience because it's your experience. So speak about your experience because I'm going to listen because I will be judged just the same way you're judging, telling me the story. So guess what? We can have communication. Because when people really know that you know, you know how I feel, then you can move with your actions. So because I love to speak, there are times I have to remind myself, Megan doesn't want me to speak as a pastor, doesn't want me to speak even as a husband, just wants me to listen. Just listen. And I'm working on it, babe, I am. I am. Because oftentimes if I speak too soon, I can mess up what God was already doing through the process. Does that help anybody? You see, you see, you see, Psalms 50 says this. Psalms 50, verse 19, 21. And I'm hearing, you give your mouth free reign for evil when you don't speak carefully. And your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I've been silent. You thought that I was like one of yourselves. But now I rebuke you and lay charge before you. In other words, what he's saying was this, that you sat there with me being present and thought I wasn't going to speak against what you just said. So if God is our defender, good God Almighty, then we should be able to sit and listen and have people share their experience, especially in the body of Christ, in a safe space because it's a safe place. If I can't be a soundboard unfiltered, come on. That means I don't know your heart. Come on now. Come on, stay with me. Because the goal is to know your heart. Because maybe you need to speak to my heart. And so because of that, I trust you enough to be able to become vulnerable. Because I know that you're going to come in agreement with me. That God is at move in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. Here it is. Here it is. Speak slowly is the next one. Speak slowly. James chapter 1 verse 19. A really good text. James chapter 1 verse 19. So come on, Father. So what you're going to do now is communicate to your child. You're going to come. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to speak with wisdom. I'm not going to make them manipulate me. I'm not going to make them try to perform some magic. No, I'm in authority here. I'm going to move now to a place where I'm going to speak carefully. Okay, so tell me what's going on, right? Because I realize that I'm about to bring judgment and recognize that I will be judged. Stay with me now, right? And now I'm going to speak slowly. Now I've got everything. Now I've got everything. Now I've got to a place. Here is what you need to do. Here is the process. Ready for this? And we're not there yet, but here's where we're going. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Here is where God is taking us as a nation, as a people. I'm speaking about the body of Christ. I can't speak for the world, people. God didn't give me authority to speak to that. My message to them is repent and give your heart to Jesus. That's, that's my message. Repent and give your heart to Jesus. He sent his son to die for you on the cross. He showed his love for you. He made the first move. You can move to him now. But for the body of Christ, come on. Here's what we do. 
We have to do these first two. We have to speak wisely and we have to speak carefully. Why? Because we have to speak slowly because here's the deal. After we listen, we're supposed to learn. Because something new might be coming to you that the Father wants you to know. And so you want to listen to make sure it lines up with the word, not your opinion, with the word. And so after I've listened, I want to make sure I look at the word so I can learn something about God because God is at work in your life. Ooh, that's so good. That's so, so good. And after that, now you can lead. Now you can lead. But our problem is this. We want to fix so fast because it's hard to just sit there because what happens the enemy brings all sorts of things into your mind he brings up your past he brings up stuff and you cannot stand the stuff he brings up please understand this before God created the garden the enemy was there So before you were created, who was there? Satan was. So why are we surprised when he shows up now? Like, oh, I didn't see you coming. Like, oops, oh my gosh. In God's timing, he will destroy him. So let's be true to Romans 8, 20. And all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to God's purpose. Let's hold on to what he said to Joseph. What the enemy meant for evil. Oh, come on. Do we believe what the enemy meant for evil? David, come on. Joseph was sold by his brothers. Come on. He was put in prison falsely. All this stuff happened to him. But he came and said, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good because I was able to listen, to learn. And now he says, but God has saved you so we can lead you out of here. And so if you fathers and people, please understand, listen, it's hard to listen. And so James says, listen, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. You see the progression? Be quick to hear. Oh, you want to talk? Slow to speak and slow to anger. And I know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard because in my flex, as I'm filled with so much estrogen, come on. Thank you, Blaine, for being some testosterone. Come on. In the vehicle. And they don't tell you when they want to talk. They're talking all the time. And so when I'm just focused, Dad, you're not listening. I'm like, At what point? <laughs> what was I supposed to st- And so he's saying here, I got to be quick to hear. <laughs> slow to speak and slow to anger. Here's the final thing. When you've done this, sorry, last two. When you've done this, now you can speak clearly. You can speak clearly. Go to Nehemiah 8, verse 8. This is a good place to go. Go to Nehemiah 8, verse 8. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8. Let's go here. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. Fathers, it's not too late. It's not. Children, it's not too late to 
Call your father and say, hey, it's not. It's not. And for those who have lost your father, I pray for you as well that God will, will be with you and comfort you during this difficult time. Nehemiah 8, verse 8. This is a good text, so speak clearly. Watch this now. So Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8. If you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Okay, that's at least three, and that's a witness. So let's go. Nehemiah 8, verse 8. They read from the book, from the law of God, clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. They said, in order to speak clearly. So guess what? You haven't spoken clearly until people have gotten what you told them. You've been talking, but you haven't spoke clearly. And so therefore, don't rush it. Daddy, keep telling me that. I'm going to keep telling you that. Can you keep telling me that? I'm going to keep telling you. Because I want you to see clearly what's going on. Understand the word of God. Right? Understand the word of God. All right. Okay. So, so here it is now. So, so, so this, is, this, this is the action now. So here's what we're going to do now. This is the heart of God. This is what God is looking to do. This is the church. This is the body of Christ. This is where we are right now. This, I heard a statement this week that said this. That the church, we have ancient solutions for current problems. Oh, my goodness. See, we're trying to come with something new, and God's like, nope, you've got ancient solutions. Come on. For current problems. The reason they're not seeing clearly. That's why you think it's outdated. Because they're not seeing clearly. Help me now. And he says when they see the word of God clearly. They will recognize. Ready for this? Here's the last one. They can speak boldly. They can speak boldly. Acts chapter 4 verse 29 30. Worship team. Get back up here. I called them this time. Come on. Aren't you excited? I called them. Normally, Richie's walking up, giving the hint. But this time, I called him up. Praise God. I see he's already up there. Thank you. Okay. So speak boldly. Here's what we're going to do. This is our action. This is our action. It's not our only action. There's things we got to do. But this is, our, this, is what, this is what I believe biblically we must do, that when we speak up, this is what we must do. So Mary began in Luke 22, or excuse me, Luke 23. But the threats and all that was going on. So here it is now in Acts 4, verse 29 and verse 30. Here it is. My last scripture. And so when you are going to be walking in authority, in action and accountability, you are going to stir up things. You will. You will. Parenting is not easy. Hello. Hello. Serving the Lord is not easy. If somebody told you to come to Jesus would be easy, and they lied to you. It's simple, but not easy. It's not. It's not. I, perhaps I told you this story before, but and you might be watching this, so you know I don't. I don't care. It's the past. Um, I was working with this guy and. He was just riding me. He says, man, you're a Christian because you're weak. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just weak. And you need to glitch it because, you know, you just can't handle the pressures of life. And I'm like, Holy Ghost, you got to give me an answer because I'm about to beat him up. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, nah, Holy Ghost, he's a great guy. 
I'm on the ladder, you know, and I'm working merchandising and I'm putting this stuff up there with excellence, by the way. See, Megan wanted a man in uniform, you know what I'm saying? So I was in, I was in my shopper's drug mart uniform and I was doing my thing. And I said, Holy Ghost, give me an answer for this threat to my integrity. And the Holy Spirit just quickened me and he said this, and you can use this, guys. You can use this. He says, you're only serving God because you're a wimp and you can't have oppressive life. And he just found religion. And I said this to him, only by the Holy Ghost, because God was moving me. I said, what you are, I can be any time. It don't take nothing to be a sinner. It don't take nothing to give into your flesh. But what I am, come on. I scooby dooby dare you to walk in it for one hour and let that devil get loose in your life and see who is a whip. Let's see who's fighting religion. No, no, baby. To walk in integrity and to walk in faith requires the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. And I can't do this without the Holy Ghost. So fathers, you can't parent without the Holy Ghost. Good God Almighty. Watching what your child is doing and watching what's going on in the world. You can't do this without the Holy Ghost. So let's stop trying to do it in our own strength for peace sake. All we're doing is continuing to allow the devil to have his way. I thought the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I thought that's what the Bible said. No, that's exactly what the Bible said. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm here to tell you right now, if we know when to speak up, we can tell devils and demons, come on, to take your hands, come on, off of this land, come on. And God can restore and bring unity, come on, to the body of Christ. Why we still embrace the pain? While we still embrace, come on, our brothers and sisters for peace's sake. I don't know about you, but I can do both. I can tell the devil to get out, and I can embrace the pain. I can do both. I can correct my child and still love her. I says, Lizzie, don't confuse my love for you and think that I hate you. Come on. Just because I elevated my voice doesn't mean I don't love you. But I don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Come on, somebody. What God had to do to maneuver Danny and Blaine to come together. Come on, somebody. Good God Almighty, I know you got to go. I know it's Father's Day. But you got to understand where I'm coming from. You got to understand my story so you can give God glory. So tell me your story so I can give God glory for Pete's sake. What God had to do, good God Almighty. I was at a youth camp. And there was a young lady that was there. And her father was the was the youth leader. And I walked up to her and I said, I don't have children yet. Come on. I said, but I'm going to sow into you. Not because of you, but because of what your father is doing. Good God Almighty. So you are the recipient, come on, of what your father is doing. Come on, don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. 
I said, here. Because I know one day, if the Lord shall bless me with children, I want to put a seed in them. Come on, somebody. And so what God did to maneuver, come on. By design and purpose, Blaine and Daddy, come on. He said, you are marked from the time in your mother's womb. Because somebody spoke up, come on, when he had no kids. And says, God, I need you to move in my life. So here it is. Here it is. Verse 29. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. And grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Here's verse 30. Here's what I need for you to do. Here is our action. Here is our action. Come on. Here is our action. This is seven inning stretch. I'm almost done. Come on. Come on. Here's this. Watch this now. He says this. While you stretch out your hand to heal. Good God Almighty. And signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed. The place in which they were gathered together was shaken. God spoke to me and I believe very prophetically. He says, Ro, I'm shaking this nation. Come on, somebody. I am shaking this nation. And anything that's an idol must come down. And every sacred cow must bow. Good God Almighty. And he's shaking this nation. So don't you worry what's going on. Hold on to Jesus more than you hold on to anything else. They had prayed. The place was shaking. Okay. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you for your goodness. Fathers, I prophesy over you right now. Fathers, right now. Right now, I prophesy over you. My God, that when you speak, things are going to shake. Woo! Come on, come on, come on, come on. When you speak, things are going to shake. Things are going to shake. Things are going to shake. Because God is healing every relationship. Come on. He's restoring those relationships. Yes, he is. Because when you speak up, it's because you know that God is moving. 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 Speak boldly in this hour. Please don't go and speak your opinion. Speak the word of God. And let God confirm his word. God, heal this land. Stretch out your arm. We're not asking for magic. We're not asking for voodoo. We're not asking for superstition. We're asking for a mighty move of God. Move out in this land, God, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. Next 30 seconds. Come on, go ahead and open up your mouth now. Speak boldly. Open up your mouth for the next 30 seconds. Come on, open up your mouth, everybody. Those who are watching online. And say, God, heal this land. God, heal this land. God, heal this land. Come on, everybody. God, heal this land. God, heal this land. Miracles and wonders and signs. Bring healing. Bring healing. Break down every idol. Break down every idol. Break down every sacred cow. My God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, shake us, Jesus. 
shake us, Jesus. Come on. Come on, go ahead and sing it. This is the move. This is a move. This is a move. 